Gentlemen, it's Tuesday morning. Hello. 
Thank you for bearing with me, those on Chew. It's a temperamental uh, little number. Sweet mercy. It's only Tuesday morning. There's another four days of the week left until you can get out into the real world, the world away from work, the world away from work, and have a wonderful whale of a time on all manners of uppers, downers, laughers, screamers, pingers, dingers, left wingers, right wingers. All together now, it's coffee and mames. Steady job, a couple extra potatoes, that's all I want. You're getting on, you're pushing 30, Sluggy. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Oh, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy. And that's funny and it's, it's, it's kind of cool and it's interesting and it's edgy and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you. And if you don't play that out, you actually fail. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Coffee and Memes Breakfast Show with me, high fucking ranking. I'm here, I'm loaded up on caffeinated beverages, slightly diluted with milk from cows, from good, honest, hard-working dairy cows, just out there in the fields, toiling away, just looking for a better quality of grass. You know, a better quality of cellulose to digest in any of their four ruminant stomachs to convert into a better quality of protein, a better quality of amino acid for all the omnivores and carnivores out there just looking for a goddamn better way of life. Whoo, shit. They're looking for a better quality of um, kettlebell in their CrossFit box. They're looking for a better quality of capitalism in their society. 
they're looking for a better quality of uh, central midfielder in their Division 1 football team. They're looking for a better quality of toilet roll for their anus. It's Coffee and Memes, ladies and gentlemen. It's great to be here. Uh, in case you didn't have a Brickstone Roll in your head uh, all this morning, you probably might now. It can be counteracted with the nine, though. Uh, Mumdance is already texting me, so shout out Mumdance. Uh, maybe I'll give you a ring in a bit, live on air. That'd be a bit of fun, wouldn't it? Uh, but for anyone else that is uh, listening, I have a fine selection of music for you today. Stuff from Red Pill, Prototypes, Cause for Concern, Kino, again, my favey. Uh, some London Electricity, some Logistics, some high freaking contrast. If you're, if you're listening on, or watching rather, on Chew, uh, there is now an option on Chew. Uh, there is a button below the video that says send gifts on it. And it means, and it's a donate button. You can donate to Threshold to help with the uh, various running costs of the server and, uh, you know, the various web services required to keep the goddamn lights on in this uh, godforsaken hellhole we call Threshold.fm. And, uh, yeah, you can send a couple of quid. I'll stick you on the VIP list on the website so people can know that you help keep the lights on. Very decent of you. Decent bloody folk. Right, so let's uh, start off with some Kino because it's just lovely. It's nice. It's just it's just good, uh, good quality melodics for this time in the morning. It's called Faithless. Oh, it's a beauty. people have been suggesting that I start a Patreon for Threshold and I think I'm bloody well gonna. Gonna do some t-shirts and mugs as well.
Oh, Tom Ryan, you absolute sweetheart. He sent a gift. Thank you so much, mate. Reese, you are a wonderful man too. Whatever is uh, easiest for yourself. Reese, you are also an absolute champion. Thank you very, very much. You will both be top of the VIP list on the site. Legendary work. That was Faithless by Kino. I really, really like that style of drum and bass. I don't know if any of you will remember many, many moons ago. I don't even know if it's on bloody Spotify anymore. Let's have a look. Uh, A track I did called Crumbling Beauty, uh, which was in that sort of... um, That is fucking not. Um, A distributor went under and took all my bloody records with it and so i have to re-upload them and i just don't have them anymore it's uh it's a tragic uh situation i did a track called crumbling beauty maybe it's on youtube uh with which was on that sort of like orchestral dmb thing uh kind of tip with uh weirdly it got used on a bbc drama about uh schools um where the some girl was having a freak out because she didn't want to do music classes because she didn't think it was cool uh, and I don't actually remember music classes at school being particularly cool. I, in fact, remember them being an absolute nause uh, until we were allowed to use the bloody electric keyboards that had, like, demo songs on them that, would, uh, that were just terrible. Um, and uh, the teacher sort of took, a, uh, took the girl aside and was like, hey, didn't you, you do know that it, it actually, uh, cr- classical music can be pretty cool? And played about three seconds of this song. And she was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. It literally just had like one string. Like, didn't hear anything even remotely cool. Um, but yeah, I'm sure they paid me about 7p on PRS for it. So, you know, it's, it's all good, isn't it? Um, is it there? Oh, yeah, someone stuck it on YouTube. That's a bit of fun. Um, well, uh, all right, well, it's playing now, I guess. I warn you, it's about 10 years old, so it could be absolutely dreadful. And this is a uh, a 360p YouTube. I'm taking no responsibility.
Yeah, that's a terrible quality MP3, but you get the rough idea. Maybe I'll go and do some more sort of orchestrally, nicey, nicey, lovely, lovely, but hardy, hardy underneath it. Oh, they're oh, they're nice on the, they're nice on the front, aren't they? But well, then you get into the underneath. Oh, not so nice under there, are they? A bit like Oscar Pistorius's legs. Anyway, I watched that documentary. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. The Oscar Pistorius documentary. It's called Pistorius. It's a good documentary. Oh, watch it. It's better than that uh, bloody staircase one with, um, not Jordan Peterson, the other one. Michael Peterson. I, th I think there's definitely some legs for a sort of parody version of the staircase starring Jordan Peterson instead. Just going, well, you know, did I kill my wife? It depends what you mean by wife. Depends what you mean by killed. You know, I, well, no. No, I don't think. No, lobsters did it. I think it was lobsters. I think that's the only explanation. Lobsters. Lobsters. Pretty much. Hey, look, bloody Oliver Hooper. Cheers, mate. You're an absolute legend. Another government. Oh, and Squidgy Beats Parsons. They're all kind of, you all are absolute lovely, lovely people. Thanks so much. Um, you're all on the VIP list. You're all wonderful thresholders. You're all wonderful memers. And I wish you all wonderful cups of coffee. Right, look, let's get into the freaking nonsense. We're 15 minutes into the show and we've not even begun not even begun to uh, discuss the absolute just insanity of the world. Cardi B arrested and charged after strip club fight. I didn't actually know what a Cardi B was uh, until I read this article. I had heard the term banded around. I wasn't sure whether or not it was a soft drink uh, or a meme or, a, I don't know, a pop band. Uh, it appears uh, to be a woman. Um, a singer, in fact. Singer Cardi B has been arrested and charged with two misdemeanours, assault and reckless endangerment, following her involvement in a strip club fight back in August. I like the idea of reckless endangerment. That's a lot of fun. That's the sort of thing I'd quite like to have on a record, along with, like, breach of the peace. I think that's a bit of fun. Loitering with intent. That's also nice. Um... Officer Andrew Lava, a spokesman for the New York Police Department, confirmed that the platinum-selling rapper, accompanied by her attorney, turned herself in at the 109th Precinct before being arrested. <clears throat> uh, she was later released with a desk appearance ticket, whatever that might be, uh, to return to face the charges at a later, as yet unspecified, court date. Uh, the charges involve a fight and assault in Angel's Strip Club in New York on the 29th of August when Cardi B, along with some of her entourage... I've always wanted an entourage. Imagine having an entourage. I mean, I've had some mates come to shows with me. I don't really know if you consider it an entourage. At what point does it like stop being like a group of friends and become an entourage? Like, Do you have to reach a certain level of fame or do they have to reach like a certain level of, like, I don't know, buffness? Because you kind of... Like, you you couldn't really... I don't know if you could really consider it an entourage if perhaps it was all a bunch of really sort of frail little kind of... I don't know, little sort of soy boy male feminists following you behind you. Oh, yeah. Like, they wouldn't really be considered... More of a sort of... I don't know. 
just a gaggle of waifs and strays. They need to be big burly bastards that, you know, will push people out of the way for you. That's a, that's an entourage. That's a proper entourage. Anyway, uh, along with her entourage is alleged to have thrown furniture recklessly rather than throwing it carefully, uh, causing injuries to employees' feet and legs. <laughs> Cardi B out there recklessly throwing furniture and injuring people's feet and legs. She's out of control. She needs to be stopped. Uh, her attorney, uh, Jeff Kern, uh, acknowledged that she had received the summons as they left the police station in the New York Borough of Queens on Monday, declaring he was aware of no evidence that Cardi B had caused anybody any harm apart from with her music. Um, I say that I've never heard any of her music. It could be amazing. It could be life-changing music for me. I, I guess it's probably not. Actually, something that we're going to need to get into later, maybe tomorrow, because I'll probably cut out some clips from it, is, um, oh, man, Mum Dance sent me some real end of days shit yesterday. It is a collab between Paris Hilton and L- Little Wayne. <sighs> Just let that sink in, all right? Just let that sink in. Paris Hilton collab with Little Wayne. All right, what do we? Uh, I think there must be some appropriate uh, nonsense for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe I guess. Dinosaurs don't come from the government. Anyway, um, this isn't the first time Cardi B has appeared in headlines as the result of disputes or feuds. It was reported that she started a fight with a fellow rapper, Nicki Minaj. Uh, during a New York Fashion Week party in September, she's just out there kicking off. She is out of control. She needs working on. Uh, she, this, this is a, she's a terror. 25-year-old Cardi B exci- uh, excited the Harper's Bazaar icon's bash. Uh, oh, exited, rather. I think excited is better. Uh, in New York City's Plaza Hotel, with a bump on her head in the early hours of the 8th of September following a scuffle between the pair, reported Cosmo. Damn. Later on Instagram, Cardi B allegedly sent an aimed post uh, at Minaj, claiming she had made uh, disparaging remarks about her ability to be a good mother. Woo! Following the birth of her and Rafa, rapper Offset's daughter. Not heard of this Offset. Um, sure, he's a lovely chap. And God, I wish them the best of luck as parents. Uh, however, Minaj uh, later responded, calling this a bunch of lies. Bunch of bloody lies. It's a conspiracy, I tell you. A goddamn conspiracy. <laughs> Sort of annoying, that isn't it? Anyway, uh, look, I've got to play this uh, logistics track. It's called Lotus Flower. It's a beauty.
you can get in touch if you're not on the video stream just tweet me at high ranking tell me about your life tell me what you have for breakfast tell me what you're going to have for your lunch Logistics with Lotus Flower. That's a that's a nice bit of kit. That that's a, well done, well done, mate. You should be proud of yourself. I don't want that in any way to come across as patronising, but I think that's a that's a fine bit of freaking work. Uh, a few tweets in actually regarding the whole breakfast situation. Uh, at uh, Boris Johnson, that's a, a Conservative MP, Boris Johnson. Uh, he says, I had a boiled egg for my brekkie. Lunch looks like a hearty plate of Brexit Britain's broken dreams. Uh, MP Boris Johnson there. Uh, and another additional MP, at Jeremy Corbyn, says, I had toast for breakfast, and for lunch I'm going to dine on the crushed up bones of the bourgeoisie. Righto, good, good on you, Jezza. Uh, and at Cardi B, just says eggs. Uh, cheers for that, Cardo. Good to hear from you. Um, Boris Johnson runs through field of wheat to troll Theresa May. Uh, there's a picture of it. It is not, however, a field of wheat. It's just a field. <laughs> Fake news, lad Bible. Fake news. Um, at this point, it feels like we're in some dystopian universe. I th- all right, I think dystopian universe is a bit bit far. It's just Boris Johnson in a field uh, where basically anything goes. There was a time when politicians would try and hide their dickish behaviour. Uh, they would even try and come across as professional. Alas, that dream is over. That's probably true. Welcome to 2018, where world leaders get into Twitter spats every day, and apparently Brexit means Brexit. <laughs> it's weird. Dominic Smithers here in, uh, in Lad Bible Reporter. Reporter. 
When you can count on your favourite politician, uh, favourite politi- political buffoon, Alexander Boris de Preffel Johnson. That's Bojo to you and me. Uh, to make things a lot weirder. This is not the weirdest thing that he's done. He's not very good at running, though, from the looks of these pictures. He's got himself a nice rugger shirt on and some sort of Bermuda shorts. And uh, he's just getting out there. Just getting out there, getting it done, throwing some shapes in a field, just yomping around. He says it's a great way to stay in shape. And uh, it's a great place to hide the bodies of your uh, political rivals. Uh, despite get, uh, quitting the government, uh, the power-hungry former <laughs> Boris, uh, for, former foreign secretary, is never one to miss a photo up or a chance to put one over his former boss, Theresa May. And to be honest, we might have actually reached peak trolling. I think there is better trolling than this. Is not even a field of wheat. It's just a field. <sighs> this is a disgrace. This is an absolute disgrace. Uh, either Boris is just doing a really ropey job of trolling, which I think is probably likely, because I don't think Boris is the sharpest knife in the drawer. And just go and find a field of wheat or something. Like, oh, it's just a field, isn't it? It's just you know, there's some sort of tall grasses. It's all wheat, isn't it? I don't know. That's a commoner's job. I'll uh, just have a little scamper through here. You know, I've got my Bermuda shorts and my rugger top. And just, you know, just go and have a little laugh. Stick it to Teresa, won't it? Don't bloody bloody cow, bloody bint, I'll show, I'll show her a bit of bloody, bloody Brexit, I'll give her some British beef. Pathetic, Bojo, I'm not impressed. I think you can do better, I think we can all do better. It's an embarrassment, it's an embarrassment. Uh, Peterson? It's appalling. Yeah, you bloody know it. Right, okay, uh, let's go for some, alright, we get a bit harder. Don't know if we're ready. Mm, don't know, ooh. No, all right. Look, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take it easy. Bit of caliber, bit of caliber, bit of global love remix. should remind you all listening that breakfast means breakfast. Uh, recent chat has brought up a wonderful memory, which was uh, Boris Johnson out in, I want to say China, it could have been Korea, um, playing rugby with some children and just going in hard on a tackle like he is properly going for the double leg dump tackle on a child (laughs) got coffee all over the mic everywhere
Oh, yes, Ollie posting the gif of Boris Johnson's tackle in the chat. That is incredible. That kid is like one-tenth his size. Bosh! make a meme where attached to Boris it says Brexit and then the kid just says like the UK the rest of the UK Big Daddy High Contrast, remix by Calibre, Global Love, what a classic. Subby, derby, bit of caliber, goodness. Right, a few more tweets regarding breakfast. Uh, at David Cameron, it's a very MP heavy tweet. Uh, at David Cameron, had a bowl of heart healthy whole grains for breakfast, and for lunch, I'm having your fat mother. Uh, David Cameron, former prime minister there. Thanks, uh, Dave. 
Uh, at Helen Mirim says, I had cereal for breakfast, Rankin. Not that it's any of your business, you little soy boy cuck. Why don't you go and get tapped out by a white belt like you usually do? Also, you are going bald. I can see it on the live stream. Hashtag twat. Actress Helen Mirren there. Thanks very much for getting in touch. Uh, okay, so up next, uh, gay penguins cause chaos at zoo by adopting neglected chick from parents. Gay penguins, they're a menace. They need to be stopped. Shut them down. They're stealing children. They're, they're kidnapping uh, baby chicks. Um, they're driving over the speed limit. Uh, they, uh, they're, they're causing reckless endangerment. They're fighting in strip clubs against Cardi B. Uh, they're, they're talking trash about Nicki Minaj on Twitter. They're, uh, they're gate crashing university safe spaces and just wrecking up the place. Uh, they're a menace. They're a goddamn menace. Um, <laughs> we've said it once before and we'll say it again. The world can be a cruel and unforgiving place at times. Japan's population is depleting. Freezing temperatures are on their way. Bojo is just straight up knocking the shit out of kids on rugby pitches. Um, yes, it can seem like all hope is lost at times, but we're simply uh, residing on a flaming trash heap. Uh, that's why we've got animal love to remind us that everything is going to be okay. Um, in the most recent show of Everything is Okayness, a gay king penguin couple from Denmark uh, rescued a neglected chick that was seemingly cast aside by its birth, set, uh, birth parents. Seemingly. Uh, can we get a collective? Ah, oh, I need an R one. That would be a good one. All I've got is this. <coughs> it's not quite the same, is it? Uh, according to Indy 100, uh, this incredible show of affection unfolded uh, Odensa Zoo with staff telling Danish broadcaster DR that the couple took the chick under their wing after noticing the parents were ignoring it. Good boys. Very good boys. Uh, speaking about the heartwarming incident, uh, animal keeper Sandy Hegard Monk said, I think the female has been out to get a bath and, and then it has been the male's turn to care for the chick. He may have left that. Typical man. Left holding the baby. What does he do? Abandons it. To men, right? Uh, and a couple of thought, it's a pity, we'll go over and get that, steal it. Apparently, the dad didn't even notice the chick had gone, probably drunk. Penguins are notorious alcoholics. Uh, although the mother was visibly distressed. Um, uh, this is probably typical, isn't it? Like, you know, mother goes out, probably to uh, probably to earn earn the money because uh, the the father has been fired for probably reckless endangerment. He usually is. And uh, so he's left the dad with the kid. Uh, the dad's probably uh, watching, probably the sports, isn't it? That's what the dad's watch. They watch the sports, probably drinking a can of Kestrel or something at 10am. Baby's in the other room, left to its own devices. Before you know it, a crafty couple of gay penguins whew, have swooped in there and uh, taken it. And uh, before you know it, that baby's got a much more, much more trendy outfit on. Um, it's listening to some disco music and just generally having a fabulous time. Um, but don't think this happened without a fight. The adoptive parents were super pissed at having to give their newborn relative back. Um, particularly since they swooped in when the chick was most in need. I think it's nice to help out, but you can't just take someone else's child. I think that's a little bit... Uh, I think that's sort of generally considered a faux pas, isn't it? Whether or not you're a penguin or a human. Uh, in the wild, this the natural behaviour is that up until a certain age, one of the parents will always be with the chick. That's cool. In other words, the chicklet should not have been alone, and those gay parents swept in like the utter heroes that they are to save it and look after it. Decent. Good work, boys. Good boys. 
uh, but all was not lost. Reportedly, the same-sex penguin couple were given an egg of their own. Oh, that no doubt, no doubt that chick will go down as one of the most loved penguins since Pingu. Does anyone remember the uh, mashup with Pingu and uh, Skullstep, as in the very hard drum and bass with lots of crazy drums? Uh, someone sort of dubbed some Skullstep over Pingu. I'll try and find that actually because it's absolutely hilarious. Um, I don't think I'm able to put it up on the video. Maybe I'll put it up tomorrow. Uh, that's definitely worth uh, worth a little look. Right, okay, let's go for... Whoa, yo, yo, yo. A uh, bit of prototypes. Yeah, why not? Let's, uh, let's just get involved. in the chat has posted the Pingu Skullstep uh, remix, shall we say, and it is it is a force. Watch how we turn on me, cause it watch how we pop it up. Brother, that's how man lock it, watch how they pop it up. Fire mash up, holy soldier, they try to lock it up. Holy power water to ulti, but yet not not
That is Pop It Off by Brighton uh, boy band The Prototypes. God bless the pair of them. Uh, so now, next story. I'm going to put a picture up on the um, on the live screen uh, so you can uh, just, just, you know, so you don't have to bloody Google it yourself. Um, where are we? Okay, family arrested, stripped and thrown in prison as dream four and a half grand Florida trip turns into a nightmare. Uh, the Singer family were heading to Universal Studios in Orlando, but instead were deported back to the UK. A family's dream trip to Florida turned into a nightmare after they were arrested and then deported over a visa blunder. Uh, the Singer family were heading to Universal Studios in Orlando for a surprise uh, four and a half grand trip for their son Brandon's 21st. Uh, but instead, and despite having no criminal record, they were allegedly arrested and then thrown in prison alongside hardened crooks. Tony, 48, and wife Michelle, 51, warned this could happen to almost anyone after the ordeal. Now, let's just have a little little look. There they are. Uh, Now, it is worth noting that Tony is wearing an Affliction t-shirt. Now, if you don't know what Affliction is, uh, it's an MMA promotion. And uh, I don't know if you've ever seen... uh, It's not around anymore, but... If you've ever seen anyone wearing a tap-out T-shirt and thought, uh, you know, just <laughs> sort of judge them, basically. Affliction is like, if you if you take a tap-out as a sort of standard of dickhead, Affliction is about double that. So I'm not saying that by wearing an Affliction T-shirt, you're necessarily guilty of a crime. I'm just saying that, you know... You wouldn't necessarily pass the sniff test if you're like, mm, that kind of minority report situation, you know, where they can sort of tell that a crime's going to be committed in the future. I think, may, look, I'm not saying it's causation or correlation, but maybe wearing an affliction t shirt makes you more likely to commit a crime. It's possible. It's, it's possible. It's all I'm saying. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, the plot thickens. Uh, But after landing, uh, border officials claimed the couple hadn't declared a 2007 money laundering arrest, which had been cleared off. Uh, They, uh, okay, so yep, they were allegedly marched away in handcuffs and driven to the barbed wire fenced Orange County Correction Centre. That does sound like it fucking sucks. Uh, Tony said, they stripped me and my son, searched us and put us in jumpsuits, which were about four sizes too big. Well, that's the real crime, isn't it? Uh, and the family who had planned to spend their holiday enjoying the park's Halloween horror night says they soon found themselves face-to-face with real villains. Got a good story out of it, though. Uh, there were 30 inmates in with me, claimed Tony. There was one young lad. Luckily, you're hard, though. He's obviously hard, isn't he? Uh, there were 30 inmates in with me, claimed Tony. Uh, there was one young lad who, about 19, who was in for having a concealed weapon, grand theft auto, and kidnapping. My son Googled him, uh, and he said, is a big one. I said, what are you in for? Uh, and he said he was facing 15 years to life. It was horrific. The family say conditions inside the prison were unbearable. Tony of Ashington, Northumberland, said, there was no toilet roll, no water, it was freezing cold, and I had no lights or pillows. That, does say, that sounds like most youth hostels. Uh, if prison was like this in Britain, they would all be empty. In a further blow, the family fear they won't get a penny back. The insurance doesn't cover deportation. Uh, funny that. And the travel agent doesn't want to know, claimed an emotional Michelle. 
Well, yeah, you got to declare these things, I'm afraid. Um, they told us something has changed because of Donald Trump. Uh, blaming it on Big Donny T, of course. Um, fair enough, I would. Yeah, sorry guys. I mean, I'm again, I'm not saying that the affliction, not necessarily saying that the affliction t-shirt causes crime. I'm just saying when you look at the, I mean, how many people have been arrested wearing them? I just feel like there's maybe should be more data on this. That's all I'm saying. Also, like you're posing for a newspaper. You're going to be in the paper. I don't know. I just feel like, you know, all right. I'm just, I'm, I'm being a judgmental snob. I, I apologize uh, to the people who were only alleged to have been laundering money. Uh, anyway, look, let's, let's get on. Uh, here's some misanthrope. Um, I think that's uh, an acceptable link. The Misanthrope Brass Band. Oh, I'm going to get rid of this story now because I'm actually a bit scared this guy's going to come and get me. Y'all listening on Threshold.fm all around the world. I see you. I see you in Australia. See you in Malaysia, Belgium, Czech Republic, Deutschland, Netherlands, Poland, and our great British Isles. Time on New Zealand crew in the chat. Dub pets. Squidgy Beats Parsons is a fan of this one. 
Cheers, Misanthrope. That is a, a very peculiar and quite wonderful record. I'm I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, this is a just sort of hilariously weird uh, story. A giant wedding photo found stuffed in bin with groom's face and crotch slashed. <laughs> There's some real like hilarious nuggets in this. Two huge canvases have been shoved in the rubbish, but not before being defaced. Uh, they're meant to be photos you treasure forever, and people pay an absolute fortune for wedding snaps. But it seems one couple didn't want to keep their huge canvas photos uh, from their big day and chuck them in a bin. Stranger still, one of the photographs has been slashed. A passerby was shocked to find the great wedding snaps, uh, it, oh, giant wedding snaps in a public bin in New South Wales, Australia. Uh, Australia's not real. Uh, he posted a video on Instagram and the Daily Mail reports. Uh, the camera, the cameraman can be heard. <laughs> the cameraman can be heard saying, "These hoes ain't loyal." <laughs> as he films, <laughs> which is weird because he's like, it's the groom that has been slashed, uh, but presumably by the girl. So it's more the 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 these grooms ain't loyal. <laughs> can, we, can we get the sound on it? Oh, give me oh my god. Rip. Dude, that is so funny. Oh, there's another one. <laughs> These <laughs> ain't loyal. Bleep it out. Pathetic. Uh, on one canvas is a photograph of the couple smiling with the woman wearing a nice pink dress. Uh, the man in the picture, however, does not look so great because his face has been completely slashed. It really has. Unfortunately, his crotch has suffered the same fate. I th that's the sort of terrifying part about it. Like, I can understand, like, being so angry with something, like, in the face. But then to go, like, downstairs, to just to really focus in on the crotch, that's, uh, that is, uh, I don't know, I feel like only a woman would, would could, could have that sort of venom. A woman, yeah, the hell hath no fury like a woman scorned, as they say. Um, who says it? I don't know. Just people, the patriarchy probably. Uh, another crumpled photo, seemingly from the couple's wedding, was folded in half and shoved in the same bin. It's not known how the photos came to be in the bin. I would imagine that the woman put them in there. Uh, who slashed the man's face or if he did something to deserve it? Um, yeah, this is the sort of thing that only normally happens in soap operas. People don't tend to do this sort of thing in real life, although not, you know, as far as I know. I do remember on the Adam and Joe podcast they were talking about this, the sort of doing stuff that, you know, only really happens in films. One thing I've noticed only happens in TV programs and in films is when people are stressed out, they go to the toilet or a bathroom and they splash water on their face. No one ever does that in real life. Like... Has anyone listening ever, when they've been stressed out, gone to the toilet and gone, <sighs> and then you look at yourself in the mirror, and then you look down at the running water, and then you splash some on your face, and then you look back at yourself in the mirror, <sighs> then you get a paper towel, just dab the water off the face. That They do it about three or four times an hour in 24. Uh, all dramas, that's the like, oh, right, and then there's probably someone in the cubicle just having an absolute stonking shit that uh, is going to come out and find you and you're going to go, oh no, yeah, no, it's fine, yeah, sure, just just taking a moment, okay, yeah, right, okay, back to work. Um, but the other thing Adam and Joe were talking about is how like getting a photo and like it's on the mantelpiece and you're looking at the photo and then you sort of turn the photo down and look away at the same time like, oh, 
or take the photo, take the actual photograph out and burn holes in the eyes with cigarettes. I don't think anyone's ever done that in real life. But then it, it seems like this. I mean, yeah, poor poor woman. She's obviously uh, pretty pretty razzed off about something. Pretty narc, didn't she? Bit a uh, bit of a fluffery buffery. And yeah, she's hacked his face and his crotch to pieces, literally to pieces. Um, all right, let's play. Oh, we're, we're playing it until I get bored of it. It's called This, and it's by Kirill. It's on Critical. Critical presents Systems 12. Still not bored of it. Reese in the chat says he just likes to scream into a pillow. I like to go and tell a friend that the two of us really need to talk, and then we go into a different room and talk with our faces about six inches from each other. Cam in the chat, he says he likes to run to a local cliff and shout, No! Not again! Yeah, that's decent. Sometimes when it's really like pouring with rain, I like to go out into the street, you know, without a jacket or, a, or an umbrella or anything, just go down into the middle of the street, in the road, and just drop to my knees and look up at the sky. It's like, ah, Why? That always makes me feel better.
was This by Kirill on Critical. And I'm playing that until I get bored of it, which I, I mean, it might be tomorrow, it might be next week. Who knows? Right, here's a bit of fun for you. Peugeot Perv Show. Villagers beg Randy Couple to stop school-run sex sessions in steamed-up car with pale white bum bouncing around. The villagers, they're begging them, please, please stop the Peugeot Perv Show. Please! Uh, the pair were caught romping in a parked white Peugeot just metres from the primary school. That is bad form, isn't it? That is that is not cool. Villagers have begged a randy couple. They're just too randy. That's their problem. They're just too damn randy. Um, to stop their regular sex session on the school run. It's regular now. Uh, the amorous pair have been re have repeatedly been seen romping in a parked white Peugeot just metres from the primary school in Lincolnshire. Parents have described having to walk past the steamed-up vehicle with their children as it rocks back and forward. This is outrageous. Uh, they have now taken to social media to ask the loved-up pair to be more considerate after catching them at it on at least two occasions. One wrote, To the couple that are enjoying an afternoon bonk in Long Sutton in a white Peugeot, can you make sure you go somewhere else that is a little more secluded? No one wants to see your pale white bum bouncing around. Another said, I've just seen a post about people bonking in a car in our village. Uh, this couple's car was literally rocking and the windows were steamed up. They have been seen in another... <laughs> they have been spotted in another public area of the village. Uh, the residents, has a, uh, residents added, please, please get a room. The villagers are begging you. They are, they're just... They've, they've had enough. They can't take it anymore with your Peugeot perv show and your white bouncing bottom. It's an absolute disgrace. Uh, right, okay. Uh, how about... Ooh, oh, yeah, some bits, isn't it? How about a little bit of London electricity? You know, just to smooth things over. Just to make sure everything's feeling fine. That's wrong.
big shout out to Ben Wilson on Twitter who's been making some fine memes about uh, <laughs> that Kirill track, this. Yep, those are beauties. I've just retweeted them both if you want to see. Religion by London Electricity. That's a beauty. indeed right now uh, something that did uh, occur to me uh, recently that is would be fun to get into is uh, the dear deirdres in the sun um uh, deirdre sanders agony aunt uh, she's been there for about 107 years uh, just dealing with people's problems dealing with the uh, weird wonderful and somewhat terrifying problems of the readers of the sun newspaper uh, uh one of t- uh, today's uh 
today's edition. Dear Deirdre, my lover's bisexual husband is trying to blackmail me into having a threesome. That's uh, quite the clusterfuck. Um, my lover's husband has demanded I join them for a threesome or says he's filing for divorce. Uh, I met my lover at work. She's 35. I'm a guy of 39. and We're both estate agents. I'm single, but she's been married for two years. <laughs> I, I sort of see how this is going. Dude's caught his missus cheating. And uh, it's like, right. Oh, you've been cheating on me with this guy, have you? Right, well, I'm going to shag him as well. See how you like it. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Um, we went on a training course together. Uh, which meant visiting our head office and staying in a hotel. She was taken ill on the second day and excused herself to go and lie down. When my training session had finished, I went to her room to see if she was okay. She told me she had a banging headache. She grabbed my hand and put it on her forehead and said, Wow, your hands are so cool. That feels lovely. Uh, I felt a spark between us, so I pulled my hand away. I left to get her some painkillers, but when I got back, she was wearing a silk dressing gown and she poured me a drink. Uh, then she took her tablets and said, I really felt something between us, Thalia. The deal? She told me I was an attractive man and that she, uh, she missed sex as her husband no longer wants it. Always the way, isn't it? These husbands, just, they just never want it. Uh, she slid her arms around my neck and kissed me. Uh, I put my arms inside her gown and felt her body, and my desire was off the scale. We had sex, and it was incredible. We stayed the night together, and since then, we've grabbed any chance to hook up for sex, including at clients' empty houses. Deary, deary me. Uh, her, her husband found a message from me on her phone, and all hell broke loose. Uh, but she begged him not to leave, and he didn't. So then he met during a lunchtime. So then he met me during a lunchtime. Uh, oh, she then met... Christ, I can't read today. She then... It's even worse than usual. She then met me during a lunchtime and said he had admitted to being bisexual. Plot twist. And that's why their sex life hadn't been great. He wants me to go to their home so we can all have sex. But mainly him with me. <laughs> yeah, what a surprise. It really is like, oh, so you have been, you have been cheating on me? Right, well, I'm going to shag him. I think that's the only fair... Fair's fair, isn't it? Come on, if we both get to have a go on this other estate agent, then I guess we can call it quits. Uh, if I don't agree, he's threatening to divorce his wife and cite her as an adulterer. I don't know what to do. Uh, Deirdre said, yes, you do. You should say no. You're a straight guy, so why would you contemplate being blackmailed to satisfy his desire? Uh, I think you should just man up, mate, and just go there and just, you know, just get it done. Deal with it. Grit your teeth. Think of England. You know, you uh, you got yourself into this bloody mess with the married woman, and uh, in fact, this I think a lot of adulteries could be resolved like this. The just basically everyone gets if you if you are the other the other person the side uh, the side person, shall we say? You're opening yourself up. You, you have to acknowledge that when you do the affair, that you may have to have sex with their partner as well. So, you know, just that if you sign up to that. You know, it's just worth knowing the risks, isn't it? Right, let's play... A mm, little bit of... Um, um, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, a little bit of uh, drum sound. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. It's a hard one, though. Buckle up.
drum sound and presumably bassline Smith as well. I don't know if he was there for that little number or whether or not it was just drum sound. Maybe he was, uh, I don't know, maybe he was out buying eggs or could be milk, loaf of bread, something like that. Don't know. Anyway, real life vampire reveals he drinks blood and sleeps in a coffin after Dream changed his life forever. Andreas Bathory claims that sleeping in a coffin helps him connect with the souls of the dead and says he takes measures to ensure he is safely feeding on blood. Righto. 
A real-life vampire has revealed how he drinks blood and sometimes sleeps in a coffin after a a dream changed his life forever. Andreas Bathory from Romania, they usually are, or Scandinavia, actually. They they like your Norways, your Swedens. They like a bit of sort of vampire stuff. All the death metal lot, don't they? Old Varg Vikna and all that. Bit of church burning, you know. Bit of, bit of murdering people, is, I think, when it comes to Varg Vikna. Um, from Romania, he believes vampires are not only found in fiction, but in fact walk among us. He said he occasionally sleeps in a coffin. All right, occasionally. You're a part-timer aren't you? If you don't do it every night, you're not really a vampire. You know, just, okay, yeah, I've done it a couple of times, but just so I can use it on my CV, my vampire CV. Yeah, all right, mate. Andreas says he was visited by a figure in his dream, a warlord with a taste for blood, and claims he was chosen to spread his message. What's the message, buddy? Let us in on the secret. Uh, The vampire lord who dwells on the sprawling grounds of Dracula's castle Brand Castle in Transylvania argues traditional blood drinking isn't sexual. Okay. And true vampirism should not be confused with the more modern advent of blood fetishism. All right. All right. You're not it's uh get that one clear from the offset. All right. You're not a you're not a perv. Fine. Okay. I think the lady doth protest too much. Uh, Andrea said, I keep a distance from the modern online vampire community. <laughs> we pre- we preserve traditions that are more than 600 years old. The modern vampire community is full of sexual practices that work against the nature of existence of the higher self of the vampire. The vampire within doesn't fulfil itself through sexual deviance, blood fetish or BDSM. Anyone walking past the studio at this point is going to be slightly confused. Yeah, he's really got a bee in his bonnet about this. He's all right, you're an oldie worldy traditional vampire. You're basically a conservative vampire, aren't you, at this point? You're like, oh, these bloody newfangled vampires coming along. You know, with the pure blood, you know, with the bloody, with their sexy vampires, with your Buffy the Vampire Slayer and all of that malarkey. No, shut them down. Shut them down. Proper conservative vampire values. That's what we're out for here. Just a bit of blood drinking, a bit of coffin sleeping and doing it the old way. So this is not the way of the vampire. Right now. Uh, there's a lot of pictures of him doing sort of vampire stuff. Andreas claims his life changed forever when he was visited by an infamous figure in a dream, Vlad Tepes, also known as Vlad the Impaler, a warlord with a taste for blood. Andreas said, four years ago he came to me in my dreams. He was in a dark chamber calling me my son. I don't believe I'm his descendant, but rather he chose me to relay his message and the traditions with the new generation. After that night, I brought an offering to the place where he was killed. And he told me, your life will change forever now. And it did. Andreas is now the elected leader of the Ordo Dracul Coven, a group that claims to have been formed when Dracula was assassinated in 1476. Come on. Yep. Uh... Instead of lunging on victims and biting into their necks, Andreas says the group has donors that he calls black swans who are willing to offer up their blood. So plentiful are these volunteers, Andreas says he never has to seek them out himself and simply lets them flock to him. <sighs> yeah, I mean, he looks like uh, he listens to the band Him a lot and that maybe uh, he'd have hung out with Bam Margera back in the day. Um... Yeah, but the, he also sort of looks a bit like he probably works in a call centre. Uh, <laughs> however, just like sex, drinking blood comes with health risks. Right? 
which is something that he has to keep mindful of. Uh, we feed uh, from we feed from consensual donors only. That's a very good of you. Uh, you would be surprised by the number of people who freely offer themselves to you if you let them know you are a vampire. Believe it or not, I never ask. Few of us have to. People offer themselves to us uh, of their own free will and understand vampires and our energy. There are health risks, but no different from crossing the street. I don't know, I think drinking someone's blood is a little bit different from crossing the street. Uh, we take measures to make sure that the transaction is safe. Are you getting them tested? Uh, Andreas, who works as a psychologist and a fashion designer, okay, and not in a call centre, said he occasionally sleeps in a coffin when he wants to connect with the souls of the dead. Um, I, don't, I don't blame him, I don't reckon he's ever slept in a coffin. I think he's lying. Uh, I think he might... I don't think he's a real vampire. I think he's just a liar and an attention seeker, and he's smug. Of course, we deal with plenty of online haters. Oh, that's me. Uh, they're just jealous. I'm not. Uh, if someone told me all this decades ago, uh, it would seem like a fantasy. But if you face the forces that I have, you would understand. If you face those forces. Yeah, maybe, mate. Probably not, though, eh? Right, come on, what have we got? What have we got coming up here? Got a few bets and bobs. Um, yeah, a bit of a uh, bit of posse. That'd be nice. One of my favourite Dutch people. Who's your favourite Dutchman? Let me know in the chat. Could it be Rude Hullet? <laughs> I'd like to begin with a fact. A simple yet shocking fact. Much of this material has been described as an illustrated, detailed course in perversion. Think then of the consequences to the inexperienced youth who, in purchasing and studying this material, becomes a pawn for these misfits.
That is Pulsai with Misfits off the uh, Laser Cat EP. He's a good boy. He's a brave boy. He's a decent human being. Uh, got a tweet from Cardi B. She says, my favourite Dutchie is Anne Frank. Hell of a gal. I think we can all agree on that. Finally, something reasonable from Cardi B. Cardi B? From Cardi B. From Cardi B. Uh, right, I'm just going to go hurl, hurl myself straight into this Emperor track, Passed Up. Passed up by Emperor into the Black EP.
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have to love you and leave you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I will be back at 10am tomorrow morning for more Coffee and Memes radio show. Thank you so much to uh, everyone that donated today on the Chew TV. You're all wonderful people. Squidgy Beats, Ollie Heeper, Reese, and Tom. You're all wonderful boys. Thank you very kindly. And I will see you all tomorrow. God bless y'all.